Views and opinions expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of their employers. This podcast may not be suitable for children. Adults may find details triggering and or offensive. Listener's discretion is advised. You start. Am I just saying this is Norma? Yeah, hi. Hi, this is Norma. And this is Priscilla. And you're listening to... It's the mystery. For me? Yeah, that one. Welcome back to It's the Mystery for Me. That sounds so, like, jovial. Is that a word? Like, joyous? Yeah. Okay, let me try again. Welcome back to It's the Mystery for Me. That's better. That's better. Okay. Um, Thank you guys for listening. And you know what? Our viewership is climbing steadily. I've been out here hustling out here in these streets you know what i mean the hustler that's in me that's like a natural part of me we we no norma i've been doing this norma reposts like stories like a post on her story like once a week that's still something okay i'm out here on reddit talking to strangers arguing with strangers but that's your personality like you have done that prior to you've been a reddit person yeah, I love Reddit. I have an anonymous account on there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like... But still, like other forms of promotion, I do TikTok videos for the podcast. You enjoy TikTok videos. I do. How many dances do you know? 30? Too many to name. Exactly. So it makes sense. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. All of that to say... <laughs> We're happy that people are tuning in and we're happy to have new audience members joining us every week. So today we're talking about an unsolved case from the DMV area. Um, The DMV area, I mean, I'm familiar with it because I went to law school in the DMV area Um, and I lived in Maryland a little bit and in D.C. while at Georgetown. So, yeah, I know it pretty well. So. And I guess our listeners, if you're from the DMV, you might already know this case. But we're talking about Kanika Powell today. And I think there's there's a lot of mystery in this case. Um, of course, like I said, it's unsolved. But Kanika did work for the federal government. So I think that this case definitely presents a little bit more of a mysterious factor to it. It's kind of like the Tamara Green case, our first episode ever. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just like Tamara Green's case, you know, there's more questions than answers. This week's sources um, are mostly articles because I could not find any TV specials about Kanika, um, which is, of course, not surprising. But there were a ton of true crime podcast episodes focused on her, which was which was good to see. Right. Mm-hmm. I love being able to like get the word out and I'm glad like other podcasts that are mainly focused on like white peers and whatnot I'm glad that they like focused on Kanika's case 
as you know, you can find all of today's sources on our website at www.itsthemysteryforme.com. Yeah, dot com, Norma. Good, good, good. Anyways, here we go. This is the Kanika Powell case. I could not find too much information on Kanika that was personal. I found a lot of articles, of course, covering her murder. But um, out of the stuff I did find, of course, I found her birthday, which was January 31st of 1980. Kanika Powell was murdered in August of 2008. So she was 28 years old at the time of her murder. She did not have any kids. There was very little out there about whether or not she had siblings. I didn't see anything about siblings mentioned anywhere. What I know is that she had a mom who loved her very much and is still, to this day, fighting for answers. Her mom describes her as being feisty, fast, and adorable. And I think those are, like, really interesting adjectives to pick. I feel like a lot of people go for, like, kind, caring, like, yeah, you know, boring adjectives. But, I mean, I like the adjectives that she described her as. Um, and her family and friends, of course, they could not understand why Kanika was murdered. You know, this was very, very, it just didn't make sense. And as we get into the story, you'll be thinking the same thing. According to the Washington Post, Kanika Powell graduated from high school in 1998. She joined the army in 2000 and she was stationed in Korea as a security contractor. At the time of her death, she was working for Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory as a security specialist. There's not too much out there about the lab, but apparently their focus is, and this is a quote from True, what's the name of the, how do you say Noir? Noir? Yeah. Noir. Sorry, I don't drink, so I don't know. Norma said it's Pinot you know Noir. Let's make sure that we're pronouncing it right. Like, No, it tr- is Noir. It is? Yeah, I just listened to it. Oh, Oh, because it was in my AirPod. Okay. Okay. Anyways, True Noir describes the lab's focus as, quote, ensuring the reliability of complex technologies that safeguard the nation's security and advance the frontiers of space, end quote. Anytime I hear national security, that scares me. Anytime I hear anything about space, I think about aliens. Okay. I I mean, we're on clearly two different pages right now. (laughs) But I don't know. National security? I don't know. When I think about people who work for national security, I'm like, whoa, top secret, high security clearance. I know two people who work for national security. Right. Do they tell people they're florists? I'm thinking of meet the parents. I don't know if they would take it that far, but she and he... Brother and sister, they won't tell me any sort of details of what, like, literally just, like, even a title, what their title is, nothing. I mean, okay, is it, it's not too shocking, like, people who work in national security. And, I mean, you have to keep secrets. I have to keep secrets as part of my job, right? Like, client confidentiality as a lawyer. That's true. So. I can't tell you anything either. Yeah. Even as an intern. Yeah, true. You're an intern. She interned for a prosecutor's office. Did you enjoy your time? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Cool. Uh, Can you tell us the area you worked in? I'd rather not. Okay. Because you know what? Kanika's mom, Judy, would actually ask her the same question, like talk to her and want to know more about her job, especially because Kanika was often taking trips out of town to Florida or to like California. And she lives in Maryland at this point, by the way. 
And her mom would just ask her, like, where are you going? And she could not tell her. She knew that she's going to those places to pick up supplies for her job. But her mom never received details as to, like, what it was that she actually did. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get into the timeline surrounding Kanika Powell's death. Um, I think her story is one that shows you that even if you do everything right, and I mean check every single box, things can still go very, very wrong. So on August 23rd of 2008, two men approached Kanika's door at her apartment in Prince George's County, Maryland. Let me rephrase, because technically there were two guys, but one was apparently out of her sight. Mm. But she heard the guy in front of her door, like, talking to the other guy. But anyways, the guy at the door presents himself as an FBI agent. He asked her if she was Kanika Powell, so he did know her name. And Kanika refused to open the door which I think was really smart. Mm -hmm. She lived by herself. She just, she didn't know who it was. And apparently when he held up his badge, it looked like a fake badge. So it just rubbed her the wrong way. And she was like, nah. And then she took several safety measures to just ensure that people knew that this had happened. Mm -hmm. First, she called the police. And according to the Washington Post, they were there in four minutes. They canvassed the area. They did not see anybody there at all. In addition to calling the police, she actually took other measures, like she reported it to her apartment complex. She let them know there was two, possibly two guys outside acting weird Mm -hmm. who knew her name and who were asking, you know, asking to speak to her under the guise of being a quote unquote FBI agent. She also installed a security system. I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, she did. This incident shook her that much, like had her shook that much. That she was like, let me get this together. She even called the FBI because she thought it was so strange. Like, hmm, why would FBI agents come to my door? I mean, maybe it wasn't that far-fetched. Maybe she's like, okay, national security stuff. But it was enough to throw her off. And when she called them, apparently they said that they never go to the door alone. They would always come with two people and they would leave their card. And this person did not leave their card. Etc. So the FBI is saying they never, ever went to Kanika Powell's apartment. But she also told friends and family. She wrote an email to them on August 25th, which was two days after this incident. Mm-hmm. I sent you the email to your phone. I want you to read it. People don't hear you. Your voice. You want me to read yes. it? Yes. You sent it to my phone. I did, to your email. Um, okay. People want to hear from you, Norma. Did you get it? This is a long email. All right, Norma, just read some of Jeez. it. Read some of it to the people because okay. we, we are describing basically exactly what I just said about the FBI agents at the door. All right. So this is from Kanika. Um, subject line is weekend. And she said, I just wanted to share with you the scariest thing that happened to me this weekend. Saturday evening around 7 p.m., a man was knocking at my door. Okay, I'm already creeped out. Right. As all of you may know, I live alone. I asked who it was and he didn't answer. So once I got close to the door and looked out of the peephole, 
I saw a male figure that was not familiar to me at all. I asked who he was, and all he stated was that he was from the FBI and that he was looking for Kanika Powell. Uh Uh-uh. It freaked me out completely because this man knew my name. He held a shield up, but no picture ID, and he never gave his name. He told me he was looking for me in regards to an investigation. I told him that I had no idea as to what he was talking about and that he would need to show me documentation as well as a warrant of some sort. Okay, wait a minute. Kanika. Yes. She's oh, asking yeah. for like, yeah, of no, course. I like mean, this, she's doing all the right she's things. She's doing all the right things. The yeah. fact that she's saying, you got to show me stuff before I open the door to you. Like, this is something that everyone should do. Do not yeah. open, to the do- open the door to anybody you don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So he left, and I looked out my bedroom window and saw him walking. I also heard a voice tell him to walk in the opposite direction. The whole situation was scary and seemed so false. So because of this incident, not only did I get no sleep for the rest of the weekend, but I am now trying to get an alarm system installed in my apartment. I had one in my old apartment, but I just hadn't had it transferred over to my new one. As far as everything that happened with the guy, I did call the FBI and they told me that it was it was more than likely bogus because they never come to your door by themselves and they always leave a card of some sort so that you can contact them. I called the local police as well to give them a description just in case someone is out there trying to rape or harm single women. Pass this on, ladies. This is not a fake forward. This happened to me, Kanika. Who knows who these guys are and what they are doing and in what other areas other than mine. This does sound very weird. Like the way that is written. Really? I think so. Why? Because she's just sort of, you know, but I think the ending of her saying you know, for this, you know, this happened to me and it's capitalized Kanika. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Who does I, she send this to? Her, her friends? friends and close and, friends and family. I mean, I feel like it's the equivalent of... I mean, of, I guess at the same time, this is 2008. Right. I was saying it was the equivalent of sending a text message. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, typing this as a text message back in 2008, I mean, you yeah. had to tap a number a few <laughs> times to get to certain letters. So I think this was just her way of sending a text message. I think, I mean, I would okay. do the same thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she did, so she did all the right things. Yeah. And then things continued to happen. According to True Crime Daily, five days later from when the FBI showed up at her door, a man comes to her door. And he says he has a package for her, and he's looking for Kanika Powell. Again, he knows her name. I mean, but couldn't he just be reading off the package? It's not that. So what's interesting is he didn't have a package in his hand. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, so then he said he had to go back to his car to get the package, and then he never came back. All right, that is extremely bizarre. Yeah, so... There's another incident. And then 12 hours after that, another man comes to her door saying the exact same thing. And he came pretty early in the morning, like 7 a.m. on a weekday. And it was that it was that like weird to her that she called her mom and she let her mom know, listen, this person has come to my door. And because Kanika apparently was preparing to go out of town again, like the next day, she just said to her mom, you know what? I'm not going to go into work. 
going to take the day off. This is kind of freaking me out. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm going to run errands in the daytime and not at nighttime. Because if she would have gone to work that day, she would have had to, like, run the errands after work at night. Mm -hmm. And her mom's like, okay, okay. And so she goes about her day running errands. And she comes back to her apartment around noon. When she arrives at her apartment, apparently there's somebody standing there. And it's a man. That's, there's not really too much of a description about him. What happens next is that Kanika is shot a few times. So my thing is just sort of like, I don't know. If it were me and that was happening, I wouldn't want to stay in my apartment by myself. But her mom at describes her time, as feisty. Yeah. And she can take care of herself. She can take care of herself. She's she's a vet. It makes sense. Like, yeah. She has, she, has menta- she has training. She has a mentality. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know, it's just so weird. I wouldn't want to stay anywhere near that area. But yeah. if she were to, let's say, go to her mom's, she would also be putting her mom in jeopardy and putting her in danger or whoever else. Right. And she probably honestly thought this is as bad as it's going to get. Honestly, she probably didn't think, like, this person's going to hurt me. I mean, that's probably the last thing you're thinking. I mean, if someone comes to your door three, four times okay, within so, a short span of time. Right. I mean, it is weird, it's but weird. apparently she did not recognize any of these people, and apparently they weren't the same person. I was just about to ask you that. So it was a different person every time? Yes. So it just makes me think, like, what does she know that someone was trying to, like, take her out? Right. That's weird. Very strange. So she was shot. I'm sure. I don't know how, like, the police gets there. I'm sure people heard the shots. I mean, it was noon, broad daylight. So I'm sure they call the cops and stuff. And they got there. And unfortunately, Kanika died the next day. So the shots happened on um August 28th, 2008, and she mm-hmm. was pronounced dead on August 29th, that Friday. Wow. Really sad, because Kanika had done everything that people tell you to do, mm-hmm. right? She checked all the boxes. She did. It reminds me of, like, Mujay, last week's case. Yeah. Right? How she had done everything the right way. And it just kind of goes to show, like, you could check all the boxes, and it could still go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk about some theories now that are out there on the internet about who possibly did this to Kanika. The first that was quickly ruled out was robbery or a scorned ex. Apparently, she did not have a scorned ex. And I feel like it would be, it's very rare to have a scorned ex who's going to murder you. Or who knows four different people to, like, go and try to intimidate you. Yeah. It's really weird. Okay. It's rare to have an ex (laughs) who wants to do that. But then it's also rare, I feel like, for you to have someone, like, an ex knows four people who are going to, three or four people to intimidate you. I don't, I mean, hmm. I don't don't know, actually. people would be, like, four solid people that would be down for that. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some people do have ride or die friends. I'm just saying. I was like going to say, some people have ride or die friends who would do. Who are just like, okay. Irrational things. I'm not one of those people. Neither am I. I mean, I might ride past like your ex's house for you. 
If you want me to. You sound like you've done that before. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I might ride past my ex's house. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Um, Or am I? Anyways... So they ruled that out, the scorned ex theory. The robbery thing also was ruled out because when they found Kanika laying out bleeding, her stuff was next to her. Her keys, her money, her wallet, nothing was taken. Again, this like sent red flags throughout like the police department and the community because they're just like, okay, wait, so what was the motive? It was a hit. You think it was a hit? Absolutely. By who? I'm not going to go there. Okay, so I'm let's talk gonna... a little bit about this hit, because that was going to be the second theory. Oh, cool. Look at that. We do know she had top security clearance, mm-hmm. okay, and that she left town. She didn't tell people about what she did and stuff. But my issue with this theory is that it was just very sloppy. If it's actually a hit, aren't you going to send your best hitter? Well, shooter, I mean. <laughs> Wait, is it hitter or shooter? I think it's both. It's I, both. I think okay. It's used right. Let's say shooter. Aren't you going to send your best shooter, though? If you really want to take this person out? Sorry, that's our dog Momo in the background. Why, like, even interact with Kanika then? Why you knock on her door and ask her if she's Kanika Powell? I mean, this is another theory I read on a site where they were just like, why not just wait for her to come outside the house or something like that? Why make it known? And not even just one time, right? Like, this was two or three times. For them to have shot her, whoever it was, in, like, broad daylight. Broad daylight, yeah. They must have been very desperate um, to take her out. And it was sort of like, this is your last chance to do it. Like, if you don't get it right, like, there's going to be problems. Right. So for them to have done it, you know, during noontime, that's what I'm thinking, like... This is the one time, the, but the last time they had. That makes me think, like, would, is it the government sending this hit? It doesn't seem like it to me because of how sloppy it was. And on top of that, Kanika was shot multiple times. It almost feels like overkill, which, mm-hmm. which makes me think about there being a connection there. Because the only time you really see overkill is like, okay, you really dislike this person I don't know, you have some sort of connection to them. A lot of times, I will say, I mean, I don't know it that well. I'm not like a psychology expert on that, but I don't know. The overkill part stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean, definitely this person, whoever it was, wanted her dead. Right, right. And they weren't going to stop until they made sure. I mean, they did transfer her to the hospital, but it just seems like the chances of her surviving were just very low to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, You still think it's a hitman after I said all that? I still think as a hitman, I, you know, could be someone, not necessarily like the government, but like a government employee. Okay. Um, maybe she found something out. Okay. Right. She could have been trying to report that person for whatever. And mm. they said, no, I got to take her out. And they used their, you know, resources to I do mean, so. You just never know. You just I don't know. know. It just seems to me like. If it's the hitman that did this, if they hired a hitman, it was the world's like worst hitman. He might have succeeded in doing the job at the end, unfortunately. Um, but he went about it in very strange ways. If you're trying to stay elusive, why are you making yourself known? Why are you showing your face at the door? Why are you doing all these things? I just, I don't know. That's true. 
I'm actually surprised she didn't describe the men in her yeah, email. I right? wish, yeah, I was... I mean, does she describe it to, to the cops? To the police? Yeah, well, maybe... I, I would think that she probably described it to the cops. But I did not see any information about a description of this individual or individuals, plural. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. For me, I don't know about this, like, whole hitman theory. It's a possibility, though. And again, this is something floating around online. So is there like a third theory? Yeah. Oh, there is? Another one. Yeah. People think she might be connected to another murder, and it would be the murder of Sean Green. He was also from the Prince George's County area in Maryland, and he also worked a top security job, like national security job. Oh. Yeah. And he was murdered? And he was murdered at a stoplight in broad daylight. He was shot like nine times. Oh, my gosh. Right. Wow. So, I mean, what are the similarities there? I mean, of course, that they held similar jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, It seemed like it was very targeted. There were actually a ton of eyewitnesses to it and who saw it and said it seemed personal. So the fact that you're risking, like, getting caught in broad daylight, that's another. It's just interesting to me. These people are very bold. People who are trained, you know, if you're doing this in broad daylight, to me, it's like you've done it before. Right. You've done it before. You've gotten away with it. It's not. Yeah, exactly. His family was very, very saddened by this. And just to give you guys a timeline, this happened three months after Kanika's death. And it was only 30 minutes away from her home. So... His family, though, was, I mean, they were, of course, troubled by this. He was apparently an amazing uncle who would take, like, his nieces and nephews to, like, events and, like, for haircuts and for ice cream and all these things. And he was also super religious. He would read the Bible during his breaks. Oh, wow. Reminds me of Ryan, our yeah. brother. He's exactly like this. Um, it was just really, I don't know, just really, really unexpected. His family just was like, you know, he taught his nieces and nephews, like, not to be in the street life. And he was not a street Mm -hmm. dude Mm -hmm. and to be killed like this in such a violent way it was just such a shock to everyone in his life i don't know do you think there's a connection there so like whoever murdered kanika murdered sean too yeah and do you think that's true what do you think about that i think there's a possibility yeah i feel like it's pretty coincidental yeah i mean police have commented on it and say that they do not believe that there's a connection so Again, this is just people theorizing, but I don't know. I feel like out of the theories we've discussed so far, it just seems oddly similar. Uh, yeah, I think they're both hits. I okay. think it's possibly the same person or people um, okay. because they have very similar jobs, right? Mm. It's within a very like close proximity right. um, to Kanika. Right. And within a short time frame, you said this was like three months yeah. apart? Three months apart. So it's it's highly possible, I think. And they were definitely shooting to kill this person. I mean, shooting nine times. Again, overkill. Yeah. So again, if this is a hitman that took him out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems very personal. And no one like got or or a description of no driver. I don't see anything anything about that. Now again, they might have this information, and they just might not be releasing it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something else, and now I forgot what I was gonna say. I don't know. Okay, Um, I was gonna finish my thought on something, and then boom. I, I know what you guys are thinking. Rewind. Okay, I'll rewind. Hold on. 
Okay, you guys, I listened back to it, and I was going to say, if it wasn't personal because of, like, the fact that he was shot nine times, then it's somebody who wanted to make sure that he was dead. Um, His case, of course, is still unsolved. So his family is also looking for justice to this day. Now, the last theory about who possibly murdered Kanika Powell is that maybe she was a victim of Jason Scott. So Jason Scott is better known as the mother-daughter killer, and he did his killings in Prince George's County. He used insight from his job at UPS to be able to get addresses to do his dirty work. Okay, addresses of random people yes and he specifically targeted mother and daughters so for me of course i hear this and i'm like okay well kanika's mom was not killed Mm -hmm. thankfully right so there was no mother daughter killing here however again he worked for ups so i mean someone did knock on kanika's door twice saying that they had a package could it be that he was that person I mean, it's plausible for sure. Um, it like is he in prison right now? He like, is in prison. He was sentenced to eighty five years. Has he ever? I'm assuming he hasn't like admitted to it. Yeah, he didn't admit to anything actually. CV, CVS News says that he took an Alford plea, which is when a defendant. This is what they say: "quote A defendant doesn't admit guilt, but acknowledges that prosecutors have enough evidence to convict him." End quote. Hmm. So, yeah, there's guilty, not guilty, Alfred. (laughs) Like, I ain't say it, I did it, but I did it. But you got me. Yeah, that's what he did. He took, basically, tried to take the easy way out. Um, But, yeah, he is serving 85 years in prison right now. Um, Police do not think that he's connected to Kanika. His method of killing people was strangulation. He did Mm -hmm. shoot some of his victims, and he set... I know at least two of them on fire. Sheesh. Right. Yeah. Wow. A real well, douchebag. He's definitely, you know, where he needs to be. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's certain people. I'm, you know, I'm all about prison reform and things like that. I do believe prison is to re- rehabilitate people mm-hmm. or should be presented in that way. Mm-hmm. However, when you meet monsters like uh, Jason it's Scott. It's point of return. Yeah. I just think it's like there's no returning from that. Mm-hmm. You're taking people's lives like, really? At this point, like all you can do is just pray. Yeah. Pray for your soul. Pray for your soul. Okay. Because, oof, woochow, when it's your time at Yikes. the at the kingdom's doors, I, I'll, you know, we don't know what's going to happen there. Well, I do mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. They're going to be like, Bye. Mm-hmm. And push the down button on the elevator, and then you know where you're gonna go. But, anyways, those are the only theories that exist for the Kanika Powell case, or at least the ones that I came across. So, I, I feel like you're more so leaning on the Hitman thing, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm leaning more so on there being a connection between her and Sean's murder, but. I don't know. The hitman theory, I mean, I guess it is a hitman, but they're sloppy. They are so sloppy. I The reason why I, I'm leaning towards, like, the whole hitman thing is because of the extent of her murder. 
mm. there being multiple individuals involved. Okay. So if it was just one person, right. I would probably lean towards this UPS dude. Does he work for UPS or? No, that, that is, um, what's his name? Jason Scott, the mother daughter killer. But the okay. person did want to deliver a package. Okay. Yeah. Like I would lean towards the Jason dude. Is that yeah. his name? <laughs> I don't know why I yeah, can't Jason think right Scott. now. Okay, Jason Scott. I would lean towards more Jason Scott or someone like him, but because there's so many individuals involved, I'm thinking like Hitman. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's just Jason so Scott. I don't know. There's just I don't think too it's much him. there. Yeah. I think I mean my thing also is that apparently her job has not given too much information about her whereabouts or like as far as like what she did at the job right and i i just Mm -hmm. i have a problem with that because at this point you're kind of obstructing the whole investigation by not coming forward i mean at least this is what the articles i read said who knows if they came in secretly to the police and talked to them but the way that the articles are presented Mm -hmm. it makes me think that that hasn't been the case um, there are direct quotes from Johns Hopkins, the lab that she worked at, that says that they, they don't have a comment, that they will not be given comments on the case because it's top security stuff. There's no word on whether the FBI was involved in, like, as far as the investigation part. There's no word on that. Um, there's just very little known about the progress about this case. And it's been what at this point? Like 13 13 years? years, Yeah. It's been 13 years coming up next month. Or actually this month. We're in August already. Yeah. Truly sad, right? Like she's doing her job. She's living her life. She's dedicated her life to her country. Yeah. So not only does she go from working, you know, joining the army at 20 years old, but then she comes back and she works for the federal government. Mm -hmm. So what bothers me also is that it doesn't feel like they've done enough to help to solve her case. Right. Like, why aren't resources being devoted to this if she was someone who did do these, right? Who was a veteran? Yeah. Who worked for federal government, who had top security clearance. Why wasn't more done? Yeah. You would think that, you know, they would go above and beyond. You would think. But time and time again, as we do each of these episodes, we see how, you know, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. How police have failed people of color how just the justice system generally has failed people of color Mm -hmm. how it's just it's just really disappointing to see but it doesn't deter me is it deter or deter deter i thought it was deter deter okay it doesn't deter me from no no, no. look it up like no you look it up Deter. Deter. Okay, so it is deter. It doesn't deter me or Norma from sharing these stories, right, every week, because I think these are stories that need to be heard. We say this every episode, but it's so true. Yeah. We don't hear about this enough. I didn't know about Kanika Powell, you know, and I would consider myself someone who's, like, very, very much into true crime. But when I think about the shows I watched that were dedicated to true crime— They were often hosted by white people, and they often focused on white victims, in particular white women. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the cases I know have to do with white women. Yeah. And I want people to understand it's not me saying, like, white women shouldn't get this attention, et cetera. I'm saying that everybody should get equal attention. Absolutely. That's all we want. I agree. And so... 
that's it. That concludes the Kanika Powell case. It's just, you know, another unfortunate death. And for what? Another unfortunate murder. Yeah. You know, um, I, we'll never understand the reason because what I see is that if you're rational, if you're a rational person, it's hard for you to wrap your mind around some of these irrational things like murder. You know, it's not mm-hmm. anything I'll ever comprehend. I, you know, taking someone's life and stuff like that. Now you're playing God, you're playing whatever. And whoever, you know, killed Kanika Powell, they're still out there. And if you guys have any information at all about this case, you should contact the Prince George's County Crime Solvers line at 1-866-411-TIPS. And that's tips with an S. Kanika's family is very much still very actively trying to get answers for her case. And we hope that in future episodes that we can bring you guys updates about these cases that we've done. Yeah. You know, and just let you guys know where things are standing at the moment. Um, I don't think there's been any updates so far on the ones that we've done, but I'll keep a lookout. I've been putting a little bit of like Google alerts on my phone for these cases. And that's that. That's the Kanika Powell case. Yeah. Another see Tuesday. You next Tuesday. Norma says, see y'all next Tuesday, and I concur. Is that, <laughs> wait, does that mean I agree? I, yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it is. I am, I am oh seriously wait, questioning my intelligence <laughs> during this episode. I'm just like, huh? I think it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. like concurring opinion. Yeah, course. that's Duh. literally what I thought of. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I'm tired. It's been a long weekend. It's been a long weekend. Of it's been a, a lot long of activities. week. I worked a very long week. I was at work doing, I mean, Same. I wasn't literally at the office, but I worked a 60 something hour a week. Thank goodness I had like done research on this case. I wouldn't want to skip another week, but it was rough. And now after we record this episode, I have to go back to work. So that concludes our episode and we will see you next tuesday see you next tuesday not literally see you guys but you know what we mean tune in next tuesday okay peace